Hi guys, this is your host Ola and welcome to the All Things Money podcast where I'm here to discuss all things money from budgeting, saving, investing and everything else in between. Credit cards can be a useful way to build up your credit history and improve your credit score. However, if used incorrectly, you can find yourself in a lot of debt. Because of this, I am joined today with John from Experian to discuss what credit cards are, how you can improve your credit score and much more. Hi John, how are you doing today? Hi, great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Lovely to be here. You're welcome. Would you like to briefly introduce yourself to those who are listening? Yeah, of course. So um, so I'm John. I work for Experian, which is one of the UK's three main credit reference agencies. Uh, the others, of course, being Equifax and TransUnion. Uh, but I work for Experian. I lead our public education work. So I spend a lot of time out and about just helping people understand a little bit more about credit scores and credit reports and also lending decisions so when you Mm. apply for credit what does a lender see how do they view your data what does it mean and you know how to get the most from when it's time to apply what can you do to make sure you stand yourself in the best position so that's kind of roughly what I do is as my day job amazing and obviously with all things money credit cards is definitely a topic that is discussed and asked about regularly and but before we delve into the ins and outs of credit scores would you like to briefly explain how credit cards actually work in case there's anyone currently listening that doesn't know the difference between credit cards and debit cards yeah of course so credit cards uh, and we'll talk about this as simply as we possibly can Mm. but you apply for a credit card from a lender. That credit card is a credit facility and we'll put simple numbers on this. So if you apply for a credit card from a lender, they will, you know, assuming they give you it, give you a limit of £1,000. Now that's a credit facility of £1,000 that you can have with that lender. It means you can go out the day you get your credit card, and this is scary by the way, and spend that Mm £1,000. You have to then repay that £1,000. You can do it in full in that month, or you can pay a set amount if you want to repay it over a certain period of time. But the thing that you always have to do is pay a minimum amount that the lender has told you you need to pay. So Mm. I don't know, on £1,000, it might be that you're paying back, I'm making these figures up, um, £28 a month. And you have to pay that back. Now, of course, I'm, we'll probably talk about this. Paying back the minimum on your credit card is very expensive. It's the longest way to pay it back. And I think even on, you know, paying back a £1,000 uh, credit limit on the minimum payments, probably going to take, I don't know, 10, 15 years or so if you're just yeah. paying back that. So I'm sure we'll talk about it, but that's roughly how they work. So it's a credit facility. You can spend it, you can repay it, you can spend it again repay it, spend it again. And that's the difference between getting a credit card and a loan, for example, is that, you know, you have a loan, you get that credit facility, you repay back on a monthly amount. And then at a certain point, it it ends and it's closed. A credit card will stay open. You can keep using it as long Mm -hmm. as you're paying it back. Amazing. Thank you for that quick introduction. Hopefully, guys, that was quite clear. As I know, I've definitely been asked that um, a few times in the past. But Obviously, with credit cards, I know there is a lot of negative stigma surrounding them because obviously often it can leave a lot of people in debt. Um, Despite this, would you say there are any particular benefits of owning a credit card? Oh, definitely. So I'll upfront say, just like you just mentioned, which is 
I guess, maybe not the stigma, but like we talked about, you you are given a credit facility and then you're able to spend that. Now, if it's a thousand pounds, you could spend a thousand pounds. But, you know, in the same way, it could be that you're given ten thousand pounds and you could go out and spend ten thousand pounds. So, of course, they can be seen with some risk and you have to be careful with how you use a credit card but there are benefits now not just outside not just you know within your credit score but you get financial protection so you know um if you're buying large purchases over i think 100 pounds then you get a certain level of financial protection for example using a credit card and they're just great ways to you know as long as you know how you're going to pay it back they can be great ways to spend particularly if you're going abroad for example they can be great you get good credit cards and so on and also along with that you get a whole host of different benefits to having Mm. credit cards so it could be that you get points if you're um, spending on a credit card on a regular basis and repaying it. it could be travel points it could be you get cash back for example lots of different things that you can get with credit cards and moving money around so balance transfers for example you can yeah. switch your balance to another credit card and you can reduce the interest rate even to zero over a certain period of time so there can be good things to having credit cards and then we'll move on to the credit score impact as well, because there's a whole host of benefits to having a credit card mm. as you build your credit score. And the reason that that happens is lenders look at a credit card um, in quite a lot of detail, but yeah. it's a really good indicator of your current financial situation. And a simple way to think about this is if you're borrowing a lot of money on credit cards it probably on a regular basis as well mm. it may mean that you don't have enough money in your current account or savings to pay for the things that you're normally paying for so it just kind of gives a really good indicator of your current financial situation yeah but having things on your credit card as i'm sure we'll talk through so having a high credit limit can give your score a boost Mm. which is a good thing so the higher your credit limit the better but keeping your balance very low is Mm. also a good thing so having a high credit limit low balance and keeping your credit card running like that is really good for your credit score and can help build it and the best part of that by the way as a benefit is anyone who struggles to get credit really because then maybe they have something negative or maybe they just have nothing at all you can usually get a credit builder card. Now, the limit's probably low. The interest rate is probably high. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) But you can just spend a few pounds that you would have spent anyway, whether that's filling up the car or whether it's just buying your, uh, you know, a monthly food shop, paying it off in full. So you never pay that high interest. And that's how you start building a good and healthy credit score over time. So that's a good benefit to having these credit cards as well. Well, thank you for that, because like you mentioned, um, it's really good to kind of, I mean, if you do have a credit card right now and you want to improve your credit score, doing that weekly shop or something like you mentioned, buying petrol um, on that credit card actually really is a good boost to your credit score. And that's something I actually did or I do do with my credit score. And it actually got me a credit score of 999 out of 999. So it definitely does help. Hey, perfect. (laughs) It's good. It's a really good idea. And actually what lenders don't love to see is a dormant account and by dormant I just mean an account that you've got and you're not using it and you're never Mm -hmm. using the credit facility and lenders will then maybe I mean it sounds it sounds a bit odd but you know looking at that slightly suspiciously because you know why have you got that credit facility if you're not prepared to use it or not using it so that's why 
just even a few pounds. And it seems silly because you might go out and you might spend six pounds a month on your credit card. That's absolutely fine. Spend the six pounds, pay it off in full, keeps your account active, Mm. keeps you using that credit facility. And that's what a lender loves to see. Thank you for that. Guys, if you're listening, um, if you do have a credit card, literally one to two pounds a month, or if you want to spend a little bit more, um, just use it wisely. But online, 54% of you mentioned that you currently own a credit card, whereas the remaining 46 of you mentioned that you don't for a whole number of reasons, either because you don't want to get into debt or because you just don't trust yourself with one, which I think are very wise choices. However, I know a lot of you have a credit card purely to increase your credit score. Um, John, how important is it to actually have good credit? So this is an interesting question. Uh, and as I think about it, um, it's very difficult to say what that good credit score is. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll go into the reason why. Now, the, the first reason is that there's no universal credit score. Mm. Now, even as we view the scores with the credit reference agencies, so we'll take Experian, where I'm from, for example, our score that we give anyone, and we do this for free, of course, um, you get that on a monthly basis. But that's out of 999. Now, the other two credit reference agencies, they score totally different. So there's Equifax and there's TransUnion, and they're both somewhere around the 700-ish mark. So they're different scores that we give you. Now, it tends to work, by the way, from a credit reference agency perspective in the same way. Things that have a good impact on your score will have a good impact, whichever agency you're looking at. A negative impact will have a negative impact, like a late payment, for example. But the scores and the points will be different. So never judge those the same. But then we get into the bit where someone's applying for credit. Now, when you apply for credit, you go to a lender and you say, um, I want this type of product. So let's say credit card. You fill in your application form online and that application form includes a host of information which isn't in your credit report. So it'll ask you for things like your salary, maybe other Mm. things that you're spending on usually, by the way, in a mortgage application, something a bit more intensive, they'll be asking you lots about your spending and your bills and so on. Yeah, of course. But all of that information, the lender will take. So essentially, that's your affordability. They'll take that. They'll take your credit score. uh, They'll take your credit report information. And then they'll take any information that they already have. So if you already bank with them, or at least have done in the recent past, they'll take those three bits of information chuck them together in a computer, obviously, and then produce a credit score for you. Now, that credit score that they give you at that time for that product determines whether or not an application is accepted, but also things like the rates, the amounts they're prepared Mm -hmm. to lend. So it sounds tricky because I'm saying, you know, look, there's no... There's no universal score. Each lender will give a different score for each product that they have. And each credit reference agency will give you a different score. But there are universals when we do talk about this. And as a general rule, the higher the score, the better. The higher the score, you can check with a credit reference agency. That's fine. The higher you are to excellent, it's a really good representation of how good you're performing with managing your credit. So really, it's a case of not making credit mishaps. So trying to run your credit really well, keeping up a good, broad credit history. So uh, something you can show a lender to say, I have used credit before, I've done well, and I've repaid it in time. That's really where you start to build that positive track record. And as long as you can afford the credit, as in, you know, you, the lender deems that, you know, your salary is high enough and you can afford the repayments, that's great. That's where you start looking really positive to a lender. Yeah. And obviously, I know there's a lot of people that follow all things money that in the future want to buy a house. Obviously, I'm assuming good credit is really important for things like that. And even like things like 
wanting a phone bill. I know someone in the past wasn't able to get a phone bill just because of their past credit history. So obviously I'm assuming those are factors that affect the importance of credit as well. Exactly. So, I mean, as an example there, you kind of talked about whether or not you, your application is accepted or not. It could be something that's in the past. It could be something like maybe you have some missed payments or even something maybe more serious, like a default where you've just kind of not repaid the account and it's been mm. closed by the lender. So it could be something serious or it could be as simple as this. You're not registered on the electoral roll at your current address. Now, if that happens and you walk into a mobile phone shop on the high street, if that exists anymore, but you go there <laughs> and you want to open up an account and they can't verify your identity because you're not registered on the electoral roll. What mm -hmm. they might say is we need more evidence. So we need some bills or some statements. But at the same time, what they might say is, unfortunately, uh, the application has been refused because we can't verify your identity because these things you know, go through computers. And yeah, by the way, if anyone's in that situation, you can ask them to review the application. So, okay. you know, it, it's not the end of the road there, by the way. But simple things like that can have an impact on an application. So that's mm. where, you know, you're not even saying actually you're particularly bad or negative or there's anything, you know, that's that's a big problem for lenders, but it could be something simple as just not registering on the electoral roll that could yeah. throw a spanner in the works. No, amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that because guys, obviously credit can affect you in very different situations and obviously it's good to just be aware of it. But obviously since creating all these money, I've noticed that a lot of us young people are very keen to improve our credit scores, yet many of us don't actually know what makes up our credit score. Um, would you be able to give a bit of insight into that? Of course. So I'll keep this bit as simple as I can. <laughs> yeah. and the reason I'm going to say that is there's hundreds of factors that calculate your credit score. So it's, we, what we really need to think about is we know actually there's a difference already because we've talked about it, a difference between a credit reference agency score and a lender score because a lender will factor in more information that's not on your credit report because, of course, we don't look at your salary, for example. So we've no idea how that can impact an application. Yeah. But if we take a credit reference agency score, so we look at the experience score, it's out of 999 and we think, how is that calculated? The primary thing that we look at is your, you know, your past six years of managing credit. So it's having it and repaying it on time. Now, mm -hmm. that over time is the primary thing to bring your credit score up to a very healthy level, even to get to that excellent category that, you know, we, we all aspire to, of course. <laughs> yeah. But when you start doing things like missing a payment, now missing a payment, for example, could knock 130 points off your credit score. It's a big oh, chunk. Wow. Even something as simple as, you know, I, I don't know, a, a mobile phone bill or your electricity bill. And mm. you kind of think, no big deal, not going to matter. I'll pay it next month or, or whenever it is um, or a few days later. But that 130 points could knock off your credit score. And out of 999, actually, that's quite a significant amount. Yeah, it could definitely. take down a couple of score bands. So that's kind of the important thing. You know, as we think about, we talked about credit cards, for example. I'll use these because it's a good example of how, how things calculate on your yeah. credit score. So I'm going to run through a few factors. So if you have a credit card and your balance is below 50 pounds on that card, you could get a score boost of 60 points. Okay. But if your balance on that credit card then creeps up to over 90% of the credit limit, so we're talking about credit utilization here. So where, let's effectively say you're almost using your full credit limit, you could lose 50 points off your oh, credit wow. score as well. Um, even just keeping your card balance below 30%, 
could improve it by 90 points. Mm. So actually, you can kind of see how that affects your using a credit card can affect your credit score, but it factors in lots of things. So let's say you're registered to vote, so you're registered on the electoral roll. That calculates into your credit score. You could get up to 50 points on your experience score. If you've got no new accounts opened in the last six months, you also can get a score boost because you've got no kind of fresh information that a lender doesn't know anything about. So you can get up to 50 points for that. Um, But really some of the things that calculate in terms of dragging your score down you have a county court judgment or insolvency information things like a bankruptcy for example you could knock up to 250 points off your experience credit score and this is the big one having a default account now just to be clear defaults by the way are different from just a missed or late payment i sometimes people call them at the you know default payment or something but that's just a missed payment where it happens a one-off once you have persistent missed payments over a period of time the lender can effectively close the account. And this is where we call it a default. The market is a default, but this could knock 350 points off your credit score. Wow. Now that's up to, and it's kind of, you know, that that it's a it's a hypothetical situation. It's yeah, just for still a, quite what, a lot though. Your experience one, but it's a mm. massive amount. Mm. So I always actually say when anyone's in that situation where they're actually they're missed, they are missing payments, they're on that road is talk to talk to the lender and make sure you have a, an open and honest dialogue with them it's it's by the way anyone who's in financial difficulty one of the most difficult things you can do is picking yeah. up the phone and speaking to a lender and say i can't afford to make the repayments however they can usually be quite understanding about yeah, it and definitely. say okay mm, you know mm. well we can do something with your interest rate to reduce the payments we can not charge interest this month to give you a bit of help and that kind of thing so there's yeah. always options for doing that but Effectively, what I'm saying is there's lots of things that calculate it. So how old your accounts are, how many accounts you've got, the type of accounts that you've got, the total debt that you have, the total debt on credit cards that you Mm -hmm. have. So there's Mm -hmm. lots of factors. But what sits behind there and underneath there that everyone probably wants to think about is how do I generally get it up? And that is having credit and repaying it on time. That builds a healthy credit score. Amazing. Thank you for that, John. Wow. Uh, Guys, you're probably just in awe of what John just said, like I am. I knew there was different factors that could make up your credit score, but I didn't know how much of an impact it can have. And obviously we're talking in relation to an Experian credit score, which is what I use to check my credit score. But yeah, guys, like John said, if you do have a credit card, um, make sure you're paying that balance off in full every month. Um, But I know a lot of you guys, like I mentioned already, don't plan on getting a credit card and obviously at the same time want to improve their credit score John what are the different ways people can improve their credit score without a credit card so this is an interesting question because the normal advice I give people is and not financial advice by the way but just credit score advice is get a credit card to build your score Mm. Uh, just the reason being is of course I'm going to go on to other reasons um other ways you can build your score but the reason being is like we talked about no matter what your situation actually it can be easy to get a credit card yeah usually yeah. If, it, if you're not in a great situation you'll get a very high interest rate sometimes the credit builder cards we call them and then you can use those and keep the balance very low and we've seen from the points that that's a great way to do it so that's why we usually say that as well but there are other things that you can do and, and we're almost talking general rules here because the first thing is register on the electoral roll always yeah. wherever you mm-hmm. can you know, if it's possible, register on the electoral roll. That's the starting point. Helps your ID when you apply for credit. 
but it also gives you your score a boost because lenders like to see it on there and they can verify you. Yeah. Now, the other thing is just general rules around having credit. Now, the one thing I will say is it's good to have a track record of using credit and managing it well, but never go out and take credit that you have to repay, including interest repayments, to start building your score. Don't do that. Wait until that happens in life. So what I mean is after you listen to this today, don't go out and take a loan and take a loan that you think I'm going to start, you know, it's going to help build my score. It will, by the way, but you'll pay a hefty chunk of interest on it because you're doing it. So don't do that. What I'm talking about is accounts that you'll need over the course of your life, like utilities, gas, electric, water, Mm. things like that getting those into your name, especially if you live with someone else and they're in their name, you know, switch them around or just split them in a certain way. So yeah. you take a couple, they take a couple. Home broadband, uh, TV services, things like that, the mobile phone contracts, things like that, that you'll probably need and use at some point, particularly again, if you're living with someone who kind of controls the bills or has them in their name because yeah. it's easy that way, split them up and start getting them in your name. And you'll see the pattern here, which is, start getting credit in your name that yeah. you're using and doing that. And, and I guess actually, if there's any youngsters listening that are around that kind of 18 year old age mm. and onwards, if your parents are paying for your mobile phone bill, for example, that doesn't benefit you in any way. So have a chat with them, see if you can, even if they want to pay the bill, but if the account is in your name, that starts benefiting you. And then, so we're kind of talking there about building up a credit history, and that happens over time, even about, by the way, if you get new accounts, it takes about a year to build a solid track record. Okay. But the other things to just, as general rules, keep your score good is keep your debt and your borrowing as low as possible. And that's over anything. So we talk about kind of loans, credit cards, and so on. We calculate on the credit scores different different ways so we'll calculate your credit card debt overall and your credit card debt on um on a single card so what's your utilization on a certain card the closer you get to the limit the more it will affect your score so on credit cards keep them as low as possible but overall keep your debt as low as possible that doesn't include a mortgage so you know you don't need to go out and if you could pay off your mortgage not going to benefit you but (laughs) it's good to just um, to view them separately. So if you have a mortgage, by the way, that's great for your credit score, you know, usually. Mm. But keeping your overall borrowing low is wonderful. So those are probably the two general rules, which is build your healthy credit score, do it over time as you do that in life. Don't rush out today and get a whole host of accounts to do it. It takes time to do this. So don't worry about getting through a kind of speedy process. Um, But then if you have existing debt and borrowing, try thinking about a way to pay that down. That's where your score will then start creeping up. Amazing. Thank you for that, John. And guys, like John mentioned, obviously, just having a few bills in your name can help. I think we overlook that and we actually overcomplicate things with our credit score. A lot of people actively think they have to have a credit card. But actually, guys, having some bills in your name, paying that off regularly, um, even subscriptions, they can definitely help as well. So, yeah, make sure you're taking notes of this. Yeah. And by the way, because there's so many accounts that are included in your credit score, it's that's why it's entirely possible to do this without a credit card. And no one, especially if they feel like they couldn't use a credit card sensibly, 
And what that means is that, you know, just like anyone, and I did this, by the way, so no one should feel bad about it, <laughs> but you get your first credit card or you have a credit card and you go out and you spend it and you max it almost immediately because it's so wonderful to have this free <laughs> money. Yeah. But of course, you have to pay that back. So if you find yourself in that situation where you're just worried, there's so many other accounts. You don't need the credit card, but you can have, you know, the bank account, Um, Over time, by the way, the bank account, the loan, the credit card, the mobile phone, the home TV and broadband utilities, (laughs) even insurances on there as well. So there's so many things. And fairly recently, by the way, and going back, not not even a year, we launched something called Experian Boost, which now can give anyone a score boost for paying certain things that have never been included in credit score before. And it uses open banking to do this, which is checking things like digital subscriptions. So lots of people have them like Netflix and Spotify, for example. And it'll include if you're making regular payments to those, it includes things like council tax as well. So that's not included in your credit score, but now you could get a score boost just with experience for doing that. Um, And also the other thing it will factor in now is savings. So we never take savings into account because Mm -hmm. of course it's your credit report. However, if you use Boost, it'll factor in whether you're paying for that because on a regular basis, that's actually a great thing. You know, you're doing something good, which is saving aside onto another pot somewhere else, which is great. We encourage everyone to do that and you get a bit of a boost. And if you've got healthy bank balance as well, as in more coming in than is going out, that's also great for you. So as in a free to use thing that you can now get a boost for some extra stuff that you're paying Amazing. for. And lots of people are obviously paying for those things, you know, and, and Amazon as well. Um, so it can be a great thing to do if you're kind of in that scenario where you just want to get a little bit more out of your score. Guys, if anyone's interested in that, I'll put a link to that in the description of this podcast episode. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of you guys have asked me about getting rid of your credit cards because you're not quite sure whether or not you kind of trust yourself with it anymore. You may have had bad experiences with your credit card. So I know there's quite a few people that want to cancel them. John, is it possible to cancel your credit card without it having an impact on your credit score? <laughs> this is, this is, yeah, this is a tough one as I think about mm. it because I instinctively want to say no. Um, however, I guess you hit the nail on the head at the beginning of this, which was just around um, the worry or trusting yourself or how you how you would use a credit card. Because if anyone, just like I said before, if anyone's in that scenario where they've got a credit card in front of them and whatever happens, they will be tempted to use it, yeah. but they don't know how they're going to pay it back on time. Mm. So if you go out and you spend on that credit card today, that's great. You've got something in your hands that you've bought. But if you don't know how you can pay that back, then that's not the best position to be in because then you're going to have credit that you're using and it's going to be there for a while until you can pay it back. That's not great. And that's probably the worry for anyone who's in that scenario where they're just not sure how well they can use a credit card and whether they'll be tempted to do it. And getting into credit card debt is one of the toughest things to come out of because the interest rates are high and Paying off the minimum payment, which of course you have to do every month, but paying that off takes so long to Mm, repay mm. a credit card and it's years and years and years. So that's the difficulty. But on your credit score, 
If you have a credit card, and particularly where that credit limit is high, and when I say high, it could be that we're talking £5,000 plus, that's where you get a really good benefit, but it's a little bit of a a sliding scale. So, you know, if you have it and it's a couple of thousand or 3,000, it starts to look better than a credit limit that's £250, for example. And that looks really good because it's like saying another lender has trusted me with a high credit limit, which is really good. So that can help your credit score. But of course, the closer you get to that credit limit that you're spending, the more it will reduce your credit score. So that's the worry for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So look, you can close it um, if you want to. However, if you have a very healthy credit score, uh, sorry, credit limit, I would probably say it might not be a great idea it might and it will probably will reduce your credit score okay take your personal decision above anything else don't think about your credit score before saying I can't use a credit card in the right way because the right way is that you have it you have a very good limit on it which can happen over time by the way that you don't get immediately a great limit yeah you're spending a few pounds every month and repaying it in full. If you can get to that point, that's perfect. But if you sit and you say, I cannot do that. If I have this card, I will run up debt and I won't be able to repay it. Close that credit card because until the time where you can do that, that's just a worry and you can get yourself into more debt. So, you know, that's probably the best thing. Likelihood is your score will go down. You know, will it be the end of the world? Probably not. If you're doing other things like we talked about, building up some things with utilities, a mobile phone contract, whatever it is, that's where you're going to get some some bonus as well. And, you know, you could be doing something else. So, you know, it might be that, you know, you have, um, I'm just using as an example, an Argos card. Now, it's not the same as a credit card, but it's a credit facility that you might have. And... There's only certain things that you can buy there. So it's not like a credit card. You can't universally go out and you yeah. can't spend it mm-hmm. at you know, every shop, for example. So you could have other credit facilities that might be helping your credit score, um, including an overdraft, for example. So don't think of it as the end of the world. You have to close your credit card because you it's best for you. Do it. You'll probably reduce your score a little bit, but um, but wait until the right time that you can kind of use the credit card and just be comfortable doing it. Amazing. Thank you for that, John, because I didn't personally know the answer to that question. So thank you for answering that one so well. But obviously, we've been speaking about credit score throughout this episode. If anyone would like to work out what their current credit score is, how can people find it? Great question. So the first place is your three credit reference agencies. So with Experian, where I'm from, you can get your score for free and you get it. You, there's a free account that you can sign up to. And by the way, that's where you can use Boost for free as well. But you can get a free account. You can get your score every 30 days when you log in to view it. It's totally free. Get on there and check it. And then you can see how you're doing all the time. So mm-hmm. every month you'll notice whether it goes up and down, which it will do, by the way. It's always up or down. Yeah. Don't worry about small changes. If there's big changes, you know, a big drop, that's where you probably want to be checking. Um, and at that point, with any of the credit reference agencies, you can check something called your statutory credit report. That's a free copy of your credit report. You can do it from all of us. Okay. So you don't need to pay for it and you can get your score for free. Now, with both of the other credit reference agencies, Equifax and TransUnion, I think they'll be doing something similar in terms of getting hold of your um credit score for free as well you can go to them directly if you want to so so you talked about this earlier because you mentioned clear score so let's talk about that we've got our three agencies that's where you get your credit reports from and that's where all your information is held there are lots of other companies 
third party companies where you can get your credit report and score for free, like ClearScore. There's nothing wrong, by the way, with using these companies. Now, what these companies are, are um, they're kind of comparison services with your credit score and report sometimes built in as well. Nothing wrong with using them, but they will get their information from one of the credit reference agencies. So ClearScore gets their information from Equifax. So you can get your report and score for free, but just know that it's from Equifax, not from any of the others. And it's not clear score. It's just you're getting your clear through clear score, your Equifax report. If you use Money Saving Expert Credit Club, for example, you can get your Experian credit report and score for free. And it's just from Experian. So there's nothing wrong with using them. And they're great, by the way, if you want to go out and use any of those. But just know where you're getting your report from, because the last thing you want to do is check two or three different companies for your credit Mm, report score. But then you find out actually you're just checking the same one. And it's always good to do a check with all three when you're doing that kind of check or assessment, if you want to call it. So just know where you're getting it from. That's all. Amazing. Thank you. Because again, I didn't know that. I personally use Experian. Um, Experian gives me a monthly alert about my credit score. So I check it every month. But yeah, thank you for sharing that because I didn't know that. But obviously earlier in the podcast episode, you touched on get, you recommend getting a credit builder credit card. If someone was looking to get um, themselves a credit builder credit card, where is the best place to go and try and find one? So this is a this is a really good point, not just actually for credit cards, but for lots of other type of credit as well, which is when you apply for credit, I would encourage everyone to use comparison sites to do so. Mm -hmm. Now, we have one with Experian. So, of course, uh, I'd love you to go there and use it because you can check your score at the same time, of course. Yeah. But. All of these major comparison sites, including Experian, do lots of wonderful things when you're looking for credit agreements. Now, credit agreements could be talking about, for example, credit cards, loans, mortgages, for example. Now, the reason I say to use those is because if you decide I want a credit card and you go to a major credit card lender, so High Street Bank, let's say, you go straight onto their site and you might just apply for the credit card. It'll leave a hard search on your credit report, which can reduce your score. We always say try not to do more than a couple every few months. Yeah. But you don't know if you're going to get that credit card. It's kind of a guessing game until the until they come back and say yes or no. And mm. also, what's your limit going to be? You never know until you apply. So that's where it's always a bit confusing. But if you use comparison sites first, the first thing they do is soft searches. They don't affect your credit score. They're not seen by any other lender. Mm. They're not seen by anyone other than you. It'll do soft searches. And if we use credit cards as an example, it'll come up and, you know, you go on the experience site, do a search for credit cards. It'll say, here's a list of lenders and credit cards. This is your eligibility for getting that. It could be that your eligibility is 95%, 90%, 80%, whatever it is. You start to get an idea of how likely you are to get that credit card. And of course, the best position is you can be pre-approved to get a credit card without affecting your score, you know that you will get that card if you apply for it, which is great news. Um, But even the ones where you're talking high percentages, you're far more likely to get it than if you know you came up with your results and it was kind of 10, 20%. Yeah, yeah. Now, the other thing that they can do as well is tell you what your credit limit is going to be. So you can have these guaranteed limits before you apply. So where it's gonna say, you know, you're pre-approved for a card, 
it might say, and this is the wonderful use of new tech to assess you know, your, your details with the lender and say, actually, if you apply for this product, you will get it. And this is what your credit limit will be. So, you know, beforehand. And that's amazing because particularly if you want to do something like a balance transfer, you know ahead that you're going to have enough because, you know, there could be nothing worse than, you know, you've got a couple of grand to transfer to your credit card. You apply and you're given a 500 pound limit, which, you know, okay, you can transfer 500 or so, a bit less, but it's not ideally what you wanted. So that's what I would always say. Go there and you can use any comparison service you don't need to just use one if you go with Experian and check it that's great but there's nothing stopping you using another one whenever you're applying for credit research is best Mm. do as much as you can first see the lenders see the rates you're likely to get see what you're more likely to be accepted for or guaranteed to be accepted for so that's puts you in the best position has no impact on your score always do that when you're applying for cards Amazing. And I'm glad you said that, John, because that's what I've done in the past. And I know lots of you guys regularly ask me, how is the best way to find a credit card? And I always say comparison websites are the best. Um, I recently got myself a 0% credit card at the beginning of this year. And I went through money.co.uk, I think it was at the time, and it gave me a list of the best ones for me. And again, it was a soft search and they told me which cards I was guaranteed to be approved for. So yeah, guys, comparison websites are your best friend. (laughs) Well, thank you, John. Um, So Before we wrap up today's episode, what would you say are your top three credit card tips for people listening? So we've covered a few of these already, but my my top tip is if you have a credit card, keep the balance as low as possible. Mm -hmm. If it's higher right now, start trying to reduce it by paying more than the minimum. But the lower, the better, ideally under 30% of your credit limit. But if you can get that balance below 50 pounds if you can keep it there and just spend on it a little bit that's great and that's my next tip which is how to use your credit card generally which is just spending on it a few pounds every month and repaying it in full so you never pay the interest yes and that keeps your card active lenders like it they see you using your facility and then that's great you you can kind of go from there and that starts building your credit history and that's my last tip which is Even with a credit card, you're going probably to benefit your credit score, but think about it over time. So if you take a credit card today, give it one year before you really want to see the benefit of that credit card to your Mm. credit score, because that's your repayment history that the lender loves to see. Good 12 months of repaying it on time. So it's not a race. Take your time, keep the balance low, repay it use it and then give it a year and then you're going to be looking wonderful amazing well thank you so much john for joining me to discuss the wonderful world of credit cards and hopefully you guys have found today's episode helpful thank you thanks for having me you're welcome thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the all things money podcast for more all things money make sure you follow us on social media subscribe to the podcast and make sure you tune back in next week 